0: Why don't you lift your hands and just worship God and just let him know there's none like you. There's none like you. Come on. Just lift your hands. You don't have to lift them too high. Just get them where you're comfortable and just tell God there's none like you. There's none like you, Lord. There's none like you. I worship you today, God. There's none like you. I worship you. I adore you. I honor your presence, God. I honor who you are in my life. I thank you for who you are. I couldn't make it without you. God, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. God, I just love you and I thank you. I thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you because I know you're real. God, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord God, you're worthy. You're worthy there of all honor none. and all glory. There hey, glory, hallelujah. None. There is none. Say that, Glory. Go ahead, say it. There is none.
1: There
0: go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. There
1: Yes, Lord. There is none. There is none. There
0: yeah, is none. Yeah. Oh, there is none. Hey, 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 hey. There is none. Come on, come on, come on, come on. There is none. Hey, my so
1: And hold me like you there is nobody can dry my weeping eyes there is none nobody can heal there is none oh there is none there is none hallelujah there is none there is none yeah, glory
0: there, there is time y'all there is
1: no life
0: God I honor you and I thank you for your people and for the blessing that it's in being in this place thank you for those who are watching us online whether on YouTube or Facebook those who will see us even years later thank you that this word God will speak and be transformative and that it will strengthen their relationship with you. Now, Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be accepted in your sight. You are my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to read one verse from Matthew chapter 6, and I'm just going to read verse 6 using the Amplified Bible. The other part I already read in your hearing But when you pray, go into your most private room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Next few moments, I wanna close out a short series I've been working on, Secrets from My Mother's Prayer Closet. This is a part of a much longer series that I have, but I'm gonna close this series out now. It's important that I share with you some things I've learned from my mother, who I think was one of the most praying individuals we refer to them now as intercessors and prayer warriors and other things. My mother was just anointed. That's, that was just, just plain or anointed. Um, and she got her anointing through prayer. And I hate to add this because this is something no intercessor or prayer person wants to hear. She got her anointing through prayer and suffering. That's the God's honest truth. I can give you illustrations about the latter, but I won't because I don't want to scare you. In other words, she spent a lot of time with God, but it wasn't always easy time. She stayed in God's presence. She knew how to stay in God's presence. But my mother had a recognition of God that most believers don't have. My mother had a recognition of God that most believers don't have. My mother realized that the best way to be in relationship with God was to surrender. Now, I just said something to some of you went right over your head Others of you are in decision mode about what does that mean because you want to know just how much will it cost. Because surrender has a cost. Because surrender will cost you giving your personal opinions. it will cost you some of what you think is your autonomy. Surrender will cost you your free will for whatever Thomas Aquinas meant by it. Because when you surrender, you are giving something of yourself and in reality I I think I can be really honest if I say my mother would not have phrased this this way but this is what she meant real prayer subdues the self with its enormous ego and surrenders to God in sacred trust. That's not exactly how she would have phrased it. And the reason I say it's not exactly how she would have phrased it, she would not have used the word ego. She would have instead talked about the flesh. And she would have used words like carnality, both of which meant that one would bring oneself, one's selfishness under subjection to the will of God. I talk about the enormous ego because I really believe the reason God has a struggle with some of us being present to us is that we really believe we know more than God. Reverend, how are you going to say that? Well, just think about the last person you fell in love with that you found out there was no good. And you were telling yourself, I just got to have him. Lord, give him to me. I just got to have it. And the Lord was trying to say, no, that's not my blessing for you. But he loved me. And you've been trying to get over that love all your life. <laughs> no, just think about it. There are many times in our lives where we demonstrate through our actions that we know more than God. I'm gonna do it my way. Now, most of you may not be fans of Old Blue Eyes. I just happen to be. For those of you who don't know who that is, that's Frank Sinatra. and and some of you are but if you are not you probably still have heard the song I did it my way and I think I could get by by accusing you of more than one time knowing something other to do and doing what you wanted to do knowing that the best move was straight but temptation was over here to the right or to the left, and you said to yourself, "Well, if I just make a slight detour, I can get back on track later." I, I, um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm I want, I want to make this clear. I'm not going to be long this morning. I promise you. This will be the shortest sermon I probably do all year. So so Bishop, what, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to suggest to you that your greatest enemy is not the devil. Whether metaphorically speaking, the devil or a spirit, the devil, that's not your greatest enemy. Matter of fact, you have been feeding your greatest enemy, washing your greatest enemy, brushing its teeth, putting it to bed, fixing up its hair. Your greatest enemy is in you. Can't no devil in hell wreak the havoc on your life that you have. Ooh, that one hurt. Somebody heard that for the first time. They they knew that, but it just like for the first time, ooh. You are dealing right now with every decision you ever made. And those decisions made with God have been prosperous. Those decisions made on your own, well, (laughs) 50-50. A few of them you knew were long shots from the beginning, but you thought it was worth a try. So, in order to, to make this word clear, if I just take this text from Matthew 6, This text gives us a lot to work with to think about what I think are three things you must do as you seek the divine presence and what I would say oneness with God. Three things you must do. Now I'm I'm working on the text and its surrounding context. So both the prayer and what precipitated the call for it and then the words after it. I don't think it's any accident that the redactor has ordered this line this way. And it will help you understand the three things I wanna say here. Number one, number one, if you really want to seek God's divine presence and you really wanna be one in tune with God, number one, you have to set your intention. Set your intention. Now, please get this. The entire context of this particular chapter, chapter 6, has to do with people not doing things for the approval of others. Meaning, whether it was doing good deeds, or almsgiving as it's sometimes referred to, or praying, or anything else, not doing anything that is simply being done for the approval of others. Because if that's why you gave a good offering so that everybody can say, oh, highest giver. That's why you, you prayed a great prayer and you were, oh, great prayer. He says, you have already got the reward that you wanted. Don't expect one from me. Set your intention. Why am, it, it requires asking a question. Why am I doing this? Why am I praying at all? Why am I being bothered with praying the model prayer or any other prayer? Am I doing it so I can say I checked it off my bucket list of things I had to do before I went to bed? Or am I doing this prayer or any prayer because I want to be with God? Why am I here? Why am I doing it? See, if you, if, you, if you come, uh, there's a movie called Jason's Lyric and there's a scene in the movie where these really, uh, I can't use any better word than say thugs, uh, led by Treach, uh, were, were there at the park and they're about to commit a bank robbery and all kind of bad stuff and they're sitting there listening to the gospel choir And he looks over and somebody's trying to talk to him. He says, man, leave me alone. I'm trying to catch the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Well, there's some of us that'll go to church, that'll be around Christian things with no intention of ever applying any of this stuff to your life. I'm just messing with you. But for somebody, it just hit home. Look, you need to recognize, and and I'm gonna A, B, and C this, recognize the discipline of prayer. The discipline of prayer. Prayer is a discipline that I need to spend time with God and what I wanna do is to be in God's presence. And I'm going I'm to set aside time in my week, in my day, to be in God's presence. Let me tell you something. If you're dating and you never set time to be with your person you're dating, they're going to wonder whether you really care. What does this relationship mean to you? If you're married and you never set time to be with your spouse, no time? Y'all working different shifts like ships passing through the night and you can't find any time to be together? Not up. <laughs> there's gonna be some some wondering about the nature of this relationship. And pretty soon, depending on the volatility of the personalities, there may be some furniture moving. (laughs) Y'all help me a little while, I'm almost done. But the discipline of prayer says, I want to regularly often spend time intimately with God. The be here is the devotion of prayer, the devotion of prayer. And I wanna tell you, prayer for me is, is one of those things I do in multiple ways, which means that if you hear me on the prayer line, which I'll be on on Wednesday at one o'clock, and you can get the number, you may hear me praying loud, but I also pray very quietly. And sometimes I don't pray with words. The reality is, from a shout to silence, it's all prayer. And, and I just, hey, look, I'm looking to have this devotional time in God's presence. You know what? Can I, can I, t- any, any married folks in here? Any married, anybody married? Thank you, all the married folks. Thank you. Okay, put your hands down. The longer you've been married, the the more you can you can almost answer for the other person when someone asks them a question, even if they have a different skill set, you can almost tell what that person is thinking. And matter of fact, when you both look at each other without exchanging words, you know what it meant. Why? Because you have spent so much time in each other's presence that you don't even have to talk to speak C- Can we talk to some married woman uh, you can just look at Big Daddy and just give him the eye and he knows just what to do why? because you spent so much time with each other I'm trying to help somebody. Do you know why you don't know the mind of God? Because you haven't spent no time with him. Walk right into that one, didn't they? Walk right into that one. <laughs> but the C here is the desire to pray, the desire of prayer. Now, why do I have that down at sea? Because I do believe that God puts in us this yearning to be with him, to connect with us. And I do think that we have mistakenly filled the yearning for prayer and intimacy with God with other things. We didn't even recognize that we were mistaken the call of God to spend time with us for something else. And God was beckoning us. Come talk to me. Come pray. Okay. Number two. Number two. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be done shortly. I just got to get out of here. Watch this. Number two. Subdue your interest you've got to set your intention and then subdue your interest now this one will probably bother a few people um because this is not easy in the model prayer jesus puts this here he says pray how are we going to pray I'm gonna at some point in my prayer, I'm gonna ask God to let your kingdom come and your will be done, honored as it is in heaven. Well, if I'm asking for his kingdom and his will, it means that any fiefdom, kingdom I wanna set up has to take second place to what God is doing. So I've got to subdue my interest for the interest of God. Here, Jesus, uh, the the, the, the climactic story prior to the cross is the garden scene. And Jesus is in there praying. And he got these folks in there with him, they're supposed to be praying with him, but apparently they can't keep get over being sleepy. I know some Christians like them, they're not here today, but I know some. So Jesus is over there, he's praying his heart out, where it's described almost literally. He done prayed till he done broke blood vessels, sweat coming out like rivulets of blood, that's what the Bible says. I don't know what kind of prayer that is. I don't know what he's doing. I I don't want to go there with you, Jesus. I I don't know if he's sweating blood or just, that's just a description, it's a weird description. But he's praying and sweating and crying to God. And the only thing he's asking for is, if it's possible, as a human now, I wouldn't mind living a little while longer. Let this cup pass from me. Whatever the cup is, and he's praying. What is he praying for? Is he praying to change the father's mind or to bring himself in line? Because the end of the prayer is not amen. The end of the prayer is nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. So, you've got to subdue your interest. And then, finally, finally, and and this is the last point I want to make today, is you've got to settle your inclinations. Settle your inclinations. Now, I talked about this a little bit last week and I want to come back to this because this is the hardest part of the text. So in 12 he says, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors as letting folk go. He says, look here, and and all the good things. Then 14 says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And I don't like this next part. This one's mean. Well, I'm just saying what I thought. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your father will not forgive your trespasses. So, I said you have to settle your inclinations. I don't know about you, but um, regrettably, when Will Smith slapped uh, that young man on the stage, the normal inclination would have been, you move, I move, just like that. I don't care if you save, sanctify, fill with the Holy Ghost with a mighty burning fire. It it almost goes in sequence. Wap whap. Be like wacomo. So he has to settle within himself probably from his past history as we've learned, but he has to settle with himself what is the natural inclination. The hardest thing to do for us is to give up our right to hold anger, our right to hold hurt, our right to hold unforgiveness. And, and, and this is the hardest thing to do because hey, Look, I didn't wound them, they wounded me. I didn't abuse them, they abused me. I didn't do anything to them, they abused my grandchild, my baby, they touched this, they did that, they wounded, they killed, they murdered, they lied, they ruined lives and messed up jobs. They have been abusive. They have assaulted, they've maimed. Reverend, we just laid to rest 10 souls in Buffalo who just wanted to go to a grocery store. All they wanted to do, one man was a deacon just trying to help saints get food. Could have been any one of our deacons here. One was old Church God of Christ's mother, a mother in Zion, and here they are. Hate comes to the grocery store. Hate drives hundreds of miles. Hate puts on armor and hate begins to kill. But it's not just there, it's at the tree of life where hate goes in to kill Jews. It's at Mother Emmanuel where hate comes to a Bible study It's in California where hate will have one Asian kill another Asian or even on the streets of New York where I've seen people that look like me hit Asian men and women for no reason. White supremacy is on the rage. And we've seen xenophobia and all of the phobias coming up over and over again. I want to ask you, if the believer can't live their faith, where will love ever come from? Because a world full of hate needs believers full of love. Reverend, are you trying to excuse somebody? I did say this is my mama's sermon, and I haven't mentioned my mama. So let me talk to y'all for a minute about my mama. My mama was Pentecostal, deep as they come. First time she ever had a pair of pants on after she got saved, she was that old Pentecostal. They hadn't really read the word right as far as I was concerned first time she had put a pair of pants on when she was in rehab and she needed to do exercise and my sisters went and got her some sweatpants that's old school church they didn't believe in fornication <laughs> adultery your skirt was down below your knee huh oh yeah you gotta have a slip on And them them folk thought if you didn't wear stockings, you wasn't saved. And how dare you come to church with your arms uncovered. And of course they didn't believe in homosexuality. They had issues with everybody. But what blew my mind was this. My mama ministered to more people who the church had kicked out who the church said wasn't any good and she helped love them y'all ain't got it y'all going over your head see you're too busy trying to act churchy and religion the real church and real people that pray practice what they preach and you and I need to get to the place where we start practicing love and practicing forgiveness and practicing understanding and recognizing that this world needs people of God who will go the extra mile and say, I love you in spite of who you have a lie. Oh, you don't get this. I forgive you. I release any debt you have to me. No, it's not easy. And I may still cry and I may still have some bad days, I decided to live my faith for real. For real, for real. And my faith is the kind of faith that loves. And so, what's my mama's secret? She really believed the Bible. Every word. And forgiveness was at the top. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Thank God for each of you. You bow your heads and close your eyes. Those whom God loves... He qualifies, he sanctifies. And you know, those who attended that wedding feast that Jesus talked about in the parable were those who were rejected. David's greatest army was an army of the rejected. I want to tell you this. God loves us. And what you have to do, somebody here, when you think about forgiveness, please don't think about the perpetrators and what they've done. Go to therapy. Don't be afraid of getting help. Don't don't ever think that you'll be able to do it if you've been abused, that you can do that on your own. Get help. Let's walk through it. But you're not forgiving them so that they get off. No, we are judged for every deed done in the body. We're judged for that. Whatever their punishment is, it will be. But what you get is you get freed that they don't remain and their sin against you does not remain an albatross around your neck. And if you've been the sinner, and you know you need to be forgiven, it's okay. If they've already died, Jesus will still forgive you. But you gotta ask, and you gotta walk in that forgiveness. What you need is to learn how to let go, release any debts, so your debts will be released. I extend you an invitation today, whether in sanctuary or online. If you're looking for a place to worship, I invite you to become a part of this fellowship. I invite you to be a part of the Shiloh family. If you're here and you want to be a part of this church, and you slip your hand up, and usher will come and give you some information. If you're online, you can email me or text me, call me. Let me know I want to be a part of this fellowship, and I will gladly receive you. That's it. I'll be glad to receive you. So Father, I thank you for those who are listening to me today. God, I know somebody you were trying to speak to in particular. so I pray God that they've heard this word. I pray they understand. I pray God for the members. those Buffalo churches and families in the Buffalo greater Buffalo area I pray for that wonderful church in California and for all of those even now across the world who are stuck in these miserable heat waves that don't have any way of ameliorating the heat I pray even now Lord for Ukraine and I pray God somehow some way That you do not allow hate and tyranny to have the last word and I pray that you will allow good people to stand and to speak up against injustice and unrighteousness but not only in Ukraine but in the Middle East all over the continent of Africa where wars are being fought I pray God that you will give us all a mind to be willing to learn about the what's going on around us, that we might be better citizens of the world. God, even now, speak afresh in our lives that we may be what you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for just a moment. God bless you real good. I'm gonna invite you to get your offering ready. If you haven't given already online, uh, you can give online. Of course, you know there are three ways to give. You can give by Cash App, by Givelify, or you can mail it in. Get your offering ready. We need your continued support uh, as we are trying to build back up post post the uh, major separation that was created by the pandemic. And I look forward to having you here. So good to see Dr. Webster back in church. First time in a couple years. Now, he's, he's physically in the building for the first time in a couple years, but he's always on Sunday school every Sunday morning. He's there. Amen. So good to see you. I need to say happy birthday to our senior deacon who just turned 81 years old, Deacon Wilson. God bless you, Senior Deacon. I tell you, he's got that Benjamin Button disease. He's aging backwards. He looking better and better every day. It's, I, know, I know his sister May doing it. She keep feeding him right. She's doing something right with him. She got it. Yeah, she she makes, you know, he stay around, so happy 81, amen. God bless you, we love you. I love each of you. Sister Terry, so good to see you in worship this morning. You've been in our prayers, and we pray God's peace and comfort on you and on your family, amen, amen. I love each one of you with the love of the Lord, and I know that you and I, we've got more work to do. Please keep Brother Larry Davenport in your prayers, Uh, Brother Larry has been real sick, and uh, I just ask that you remember him before the Lord. He's our friend and our brother, and uh, Brother Larry's worked as a usher for many, many years in this church. And so I ask that you remember Brother Larry in your prayers today in a special way. Amen. I know there's something else I'm supposed to remember. Charge it to my head and not my heart. Amen. Okay, I see Somebody trying to help me out. Mother Johnson is in the hospital. Amen. Thank you so much. And I want to just invite you all to keep her in your prayers as well. Now, let me say this. The reason I'm ending my series here, because I'm starting to know the word in, in, in June, uh, as I celebrate with you a special time. June, uh, this is the 4th, I think it is. 5th June 5th is the first Sunday in June, but it's also Pentecost Sunday. All right, now that's the day we celebrate. 50 days after Easter, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's a red out day. It's a red out day. You don't have to. But if you want to, the, the, the liturgical color of Pentecost is red. So I'm inviting everybody, if you want to, join us in a red out Sunday. Amen. Whatever you want to wear, what, how, whatever style you have, I'm not, tell, I'm not asking anything particular. Just cover up the important parts, all right? Amen. Just cover up. Whatever style you like, amen. Amen. My musicians can't handle it, so y'all make sure you. Let me just, you know, Kenny got so happy. I didn't get Chad's say this other day. Kenny got so happy a couple weeks ago, he started playing that guitar with his teeth. Did y'all see it? You got to go see that video if you haven't seen it. It was. That boy messed. But what we didn't get a chance to do uh, last week, we celebrated last week without him being here. But I want us to celebrate in his presence. Daryl just finished at UConn and just got his degree. Our keyboard player, let's celebrate with him. We proud of you, brother. We're proud of you. Amen. Thank you so much. I love you all for the love of the Lord. Dr. Kevinary, thank you so much for helping us out this morning. <laughs> I made it all the way. That means it's time for me to stop. That's the Lord saying, okay, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay. Jesus, I hear you please keep my wife and my daughter in your prayers. They've been under the weather all week long and I've been trying. Look look here. I I actually have some brownie points. I've been trying hard to be a great husband. But uh, my allergies are cutting up as well. I'm just delighted God allowed me to preach this word today. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Come on y'all. Hit it. (laughs) Cough <laughs> God bless you all. Please leave your offering at the door, e- email, give online, whatever you do. I love you with the love of the Lord. The ushers will guide you out as you leave today. Please go in the very peace of God and in the strength of God. Hey, and if you see somebody you don't recognize, wave at them, tell them your name. Even if you stay a your distance apart, don't let the mass muzzle you. You can still talk through the mass, all right? I love you all with the love of the Lord. Y'all did so good. Praise and worship. Gloria, band. Thank you all again. May God's grace, peace, and truth go with each one of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. And you know what I say Shalom. Go in peace.